Welcome to day four of our look through Matthew chapter nine. We're going to be looking at verses 18 to 26 today. And I've got some encouraging news that we're going to look at together today. God wants to heal our hurts. God doesn't always change our circumstances, but he can and will always heal our inner hurts as we trust him. Your finances, you may have a hurt in the place of your finances. They may not be restored as you want them to be restored, but God can heal you of the hurt of disappointment. Your past can't be changed. The person who hurt you may never ask for forgiveness, but God can heal the hurt of rejection or abuse in your life. You can't undo the sin that you committed, but he can heal you of the hurt of self-reproach, of guilt. In all of our lives, your hurts are either held or they're healed. They're either held or they're healed. If you hold on to them, Satan uses them to make you bitter. If you trust Jesus with them, God will use them to make you and the people around you better. So if you've been hurting for a long time, or you know someone who's been hurting for a long time, these verses are for you. We're going to look at the story of how Jesus healed a woman who'd been hurting for 12 years. Verses 18 to 21, let's begin there. While he was saying this, A ruler came up and knelt before him and said, My daughter has just died, but come and put your hand on her and she will live. Jesus got up and went with him, and so did his disciples. Just then, a woman who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak. She said to himself, If I only touch his cloak, I will be healed. So here's this woman in the crowd, no one especially noticeable. And Jesus, this day, is going to help her to break the grip of suffering in her life. So how can you and I learn from what happened to her about how God heals our hurts? If you're hurting, if you know someone who's hurting, this is where you start. First thing you do is you have to face and break through the barriers to your healing. There are barriers in your life. There are things that cause you to feel like, I have to live with this life of hurt. There are things that cause you to lose hope. This woman in many ways, is a case study of what makes us lose hope. Look at the barriers that she had to face. In just these two short verses, this woman felt lost in the crowd. She felt like it's been too long. She felt like it's not the right time. First, she felt, I'm lost in the crowd. There's this big crowd around Jesus, and she is suffering in silence. When you suffer in silence, you feel especially lost in the crowd. Some of you, even at church, no one knows. You feel lost in the crowd. Now, at the end of this story, I want you to make sure you notice that Jesus notices her. Jesus notices you. Whatever the crowd has said or done or not done, Jesus notices you. But you have to break through that barrier of feeling like nobody cares because I'm lost in the crowd. God cares about you. She also had to break through the barrier feeling like it's been so long. Twelve years she had suffered. The length of time that you've suffered is not a guarantee that you're going to have to continue with that hurt the rest of your life. You may have to continue with a circumstance that's caused an inner hurt in your life. No doubt about that. There are some circumstances that don't get changed until we get to heaven. But that doesn't mean you have to live with bitterness the rest of your life. Now, the fact that it's gone on for so long, I will say it makes us feel like we're going to have to live with it the rest of our lives. But the truth is, just because you've suffered with a hurt for 12 years doesn't mean you're going to have to suffer for 13 Everything can change in a moment. In your heart, everything can change in a moment. You can have a different heart, different attitude toward God about that circumstance, about that hurt, about that pain, about that thing that you did to someone else or someone did to you. And there's one more barrier that this woman had to face that day. And in some ways, it's my personal favorite barrier 
or excuse when I'm hurting to keep myself in a hurt. And that is, it's not the right time. I know God's going to heal me of this someday, but it's just not the right time. For her, here's Jesus. He's being hurried along in the crowd. He's going to heal someone else. It's a little girl. I mean, he, he needs to get to her. Why would this woman at all interrupt Jesus in that moment? And many of us have these same feelings. There's other people that are more important. Or uh, maybe God will do it someday, but I can't see him doing it today. The truth of the matter is, the right time to deal with any hurt in your life is now. Now. And this woman broke through those barriers that day when she reached out and she touched she touched the edge of Jesus' garment, his cloak. This woman broke through the barriers that told her not to hope. So first, you've got to break through the barriers. You've got to realize, I've built up some barriers in my mind. Other people have built up barriers in my mind that have told me it's not okay to hope today. It's not yet time to hope today. Uh, hope is for other people, not for me. None of that is true. So you break through that. You trust God's word, and you trust Jesus to help you. First thing you do is you break through the barriers. The second thing you do is you trust Jesus to help you. How do you do that? How do you and I do that? You can't go and meet Jesus in the crowd, but you can do two things that this woman did. And put in your mind these two words, the word thought and the word touch. This woman thought something and then she touched Jesus. That's how you trust him to help you. It's in what you think and it's in what you touch. She thought, if I just touch him, the battle begins in your thoughts. You can focus your thoughts on yourself, on all your faults, your failings, your fallacies. You can focus your thoughts on other people, how they've let you down. You can focus your thoughts on the past, how it's never happened, never will happen. Or, or you can focus your thoughts on God, on God's love, on his truly great desire to love you and to help you and to bring healing to your heart. When you recognize that, he is there. He is close. Jesus is walking by this woman. She doesn't know if she's ever going to have another chance. Well, God's there in your life right now. And you think he's always going to be there, but if God's doing something in your heart right now, if he's warming something in your heart about healing, about healing some hurt that's been there a long time, now's the time to act. We think we're always going to be willing to act. We aren't. Now is the time to act. You think, if I just touch him, God can do it. And then you touch the moment you do something about that hurt, you put your thoughts into action, that's the moment of change. So you do what she did. You get in touch with God. And no one can force you to do that. No one can force you to get in touch with God. Even God doesn't force you to get in touch with God. Look at the life of Jesus, the ministry of Jesus as he walked through the crowds. He healed a lot of people, but he didn't walk around randomly healing people like zap, you're healed, and zap, you're healed, and zap, you're healed. No, he healed people who reached out to him in faith. A study of the people that Jesus healed of their hurts showed that they approached him first. They called, they reached out. Uh, there were a few exceptions. I mean, Lazarus, he was dead. He didn't call or reach out. I understand there were a few exceptions. But by and large, they reached out to him. And in Lazarus's case, it was the faith of his family to trust in Jesus. If you said it, it will happen. Now, why did she touch Jesus? Because she trusted him to heal her hurt. She had doubts about herself. If I touch him, can I touch him? Am I willing to do this? But she didn't have any doubts about Jesus. I will be healed, she said. It's interesting here. It says she touched the edge of the, the hem of his garment. This is literally in that day, the tassel. A rabbi would wear a garment that had tassels on the four corners. 
And these tassels represented the commandments of God. They actually had knots tied in them to represent the hundreds of commandments of God. In Jesus' day, it was believed that when the Messiah came, that touching the tassels on his garment would have healing power. So this is not just some kind of a show magician kind of thing. No, this is a trust in the Messiah moment. She's trusting Jesus for who he really is, God's promise of hope. Jesus heals hurt places when we trust him for who he really is. She trusted him, and look what happened because of her faith. Verse 22, Jesus turned and saw her. Take heart, daughter, he said. Your faith has healed you. And the woman was healed from that moment. Now, it's interesting. This woman tried to do this silently, sneak up behind Jesus, touch the hem of his garment, and then walk off. But Jesus proclaimed it publicly. In fact, in the other Gospels, we're told that he asked her, who touched me? He asked her to speak out, to be part of proclaiming it publicly. When it comes to healing, suffering must be spoken to be broken. Hurts must be told to lose their hold. Revealing your feeling is the beginning of healing. This woman had a story to tell, and Jesus, knowing the importance of that, took the time amidst the pressure of the crowd, the pressure of the events, to listen. And Mark's account tells us that she told him the whole truth. Now, Jesus was not trying to embarrass this woman. He was setting her free. When I tell the truth about what's happened in my life, not only to God, but to one other believer that I trust or a small group of believers that I trust, what will happen? Will I be condemned by God? Absolutely not. By those other believers? Most probably not. But even if you pick the worst believer in the world to say it to and they somehow condemn you, you find a better group of believers because I'm telling you, God is not a condemning God. He wants to set you free. Now, wait a minute. What about that young girl, the one that Jesus was on his way to heal? Jesus did not forget about her. After this healing happens in verses 23 to 26, when Jesus entered the ruler's house, he saw the flute players and the noisy crowd, and he said, go away. The girl is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. After the crowd was put outside, he went in, and he took the girl by the hand, and she got up. News of this spread throughout the region. I want you to notice Jesus did not forget about this little girl. He hadn't forgotten about you. He sees your hurt. He wants to heal your hurt. Now, what about hurts that take a long time to heal? Some hurts that maybe won't even be healed until we get to heaven. Some physical handicap that you're facing. Some event that happened in your life that can't be changed. I want you to hear what some people have to say about physical circumstances that can't be changed and how God has worked to heal them inside even though they're struggling on the outside. Some people in our church and some people who are following Christ throughout the world. In our own church, there's Jenny, who's suffering from polio, who says, God, in his mercy, allowed me to have this handicap because he uses it to make me the person he wants me to be. Or Tim, suffering from severe back injury and pain, who says, I finally came to the realization that if the Lord could use this body better the way it is, then that's the way it should be. Or Tom, suffering with MS, who says, I'm thankful for my handicap because it's given me the opportunity to live life with more depth. It took me from living a fast and easy lifestyle to being in touch with God. Or Johnny Erickson Tata, who famously said, I'd rather be in this wheelchair with God, praising God, than on my feet without him. Or the Apostle Paul, who said about his sickness, I pleaded 
to have it taken away. But God said, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in your weakness. Jesus, as we pray, our Father, we need you to heal the hurt places in our lives. It's easy for us to get stuck on thinking about what was done to us or what didn't happen for us or how it could have been different. And all those things are true. But none of those things can heal us. Lord, would you come into our hearts, our lives right now, and begin the process of miraculously healing us. We pray for ourselves and we pray for friends that we have. Anyone who's suffering from bitterness, hurt in their lives, we pray that you would bring us to places of healing, places of faith, places of focus on your grace and eternity. Lord, we need you to do this. We can't do this on our own. So would you heal the hurt places in our lives, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.